This is the Dream Crushing Debt Podcast. Discussing all things money and budgeting with your host, Dustin Olson. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dream Crushing Debt Podcast. I am your host, Dustin. That's right. So, happy Sunday. I hope you're having a great weekend so far, uh, relaxing or out doing something fun. And in our last episode, we talked about five tips to getting out of debt, right? Well, in the next series of episodes, I'm going to go into more detail on those five tips. So, Today, we're talking about tip number one, creating a budget, okay? So let's dive right on in, not wasting any more time, because creating a budget is no easy task. If somebody's told you otherwise, they're probably lying to you, okay? For me, creating a budget was very hard because not only did I have to do a lot of research into what a budget is, but there was a lot of conversations about it. There were uh, a lot of blog posts that I read. I listened to several ebooks on budgeting and the ways that uh, those authors uh, created their own budget. And like there was a lot that went into it. And then once I did all of that, I decided, well, none of that. None, there's not a single way that's ironclad, foolproof, that works for me. And I ended up having to create my own, okay? So a budget is a super big deal. Now, why why am I saying create a budget, right? Well, it is a way to track our spending. We have to track our spending if we have any intention at all to get out of debt. Okay, we, we've just, you have to know where your money's going. That's all there is to it, okay? But when it comes to creating a budget, you need to identify which method is going to work for you, okay? Uh, for example, you've probably have heard of Dave Ramsey's approach, okay? He's a big fan of the envelope system where you take you create envelopes of different spending categories and you put cold hard cash into it okay and that's the money you pull from anytime you have to spend money you're going out to eat well you better take your eating out envelope okay or you're going to make the car payment well you better take the car payment envelope with you okay this is a great solution if you need the very physical form of segregating your money and the physical, the actual depletion of that money for that category. If you need that, go for it, okay? But So that's one example. Or you could go with the entire online approach like I do. I use Mint.com for my budget, and it tracks my spending, and it lets me know when I'm depleting my budget, the cash that I've set aside for that digitally, okay? Or you can be like a friend of mine who bought a budget diary to write down, physically write down, pen and paper, uh, all of her spending to create a budget. Why? She just likes to write things down. That's what she prefers. Okay. Now, in all of these methods, I'm not saying one is better than the other, but one certainly will work better 
for you over another. And so you need to do the research. You need to figure it out. You know, take what you like from one, take what you like from another, and combine it if you have to. Or maybe the way Dave Ramsey suggests you budget is what you do exactly. Okay. Or maybe the way that I suggest that you budget, you do exactly. Okay. But in any case, once you've established a system that's going to work for you, you can then move on to creating budget categories. Okay. Budget categories are designed to help keep our spending in check, that things don't get a little too wild, they don't get out of control. Okay. And, and it's just, it helps so much. Okay. I have basic spending categories that I've set up for myself because it's based on the action of where I'm spending money. For example, I know what it's like to pay my bills. Okay. Anytime I spend money in that category, it goes into the bills and utilities category. Okay. I know what it's like to be at the gas station spending money on gas in my car. Okay. I can track that. I know what it's like to be at the grocery store buying groceries so I can track that kind of spending. Or likewise at the restaurant or doing something entertaining like going to the movies or just general shopping for random one-off stuff that's that I don't I'm not buying all the time, right? Okay, so these categories are based on my actions that I'm doing. So and and the reason why I did that is because I'm interested in being able to say no to different activities or different things so that I don't overspend. Okay? Because I know what it's like to spend money at the grocery store, if I deplete my budget for groceries, I can say I need to avoid the grocery store. Simple as that. Avoid the grocery store if you're going to run out of money in your grocery budget. Likewise, if you're eating out or your gas budget is running out, okay, maybe combine some trips or carpool or let somebody else drive, okay. Uh, there's things that we can consciously do and, and avoid or whatever if we're aware of where money's going and we can avoid the places where we spend that money, okay. Uh, th this made tons of sense for me because it was it's so much easier to avoid a restaurant to avoid eating out than it is to just say oh, I, I've, I'm out of money I can't spend anymore uh, and not really know you know it might feel like I'm spending a lot or I've overspent but not really know what I've spent okay uh, that just works for me okay so find a solution that works for you to track spending 100% track spending. You have to know where your money is going before you can make any decisions on where to limit yourself. Right? Okay, limiting yourself is going to be the crux. It's where you can find extra money lying around uh, in your paycheck to put towards your loans. Okay, yeah, you need to be able to put some sort of limit. Again, it's another reason why I like to have categories based on the action or the place I spend money. Okay, I can set a, a budget to when I go to eat out, but that budget will say, well, I can only eat out once a week. If I'm eating out at places that charge, I don't know, $10 to $15 a meal. Okay, 
So it's just, it's a very much a mental thing, but if you have all of that in place, it's a lot easier to, to make decisions like that, to, to change your lifestyle in such a way that, you know, you're, you're no longer eating out at the melting pots uh, downtown or at Brazilian grills, you know, where you're, you're paying 30, $50 a plate. And instead you're, you're adjusting your lifestyle to say, you know, how about we eat at uh, Cafe Rio or Bajos or wherever where it's more likely to still be great food but be more in line with our budget of 10 to $15 a meal. So uh, tracking spending can definitely help align our goals and find that extra money. Okay, You can even use uh, your bank history, your transaction history, to get a better sense of where you've already spent money to then put a limit on a budget category, okay? For example, what do I, what do I mean by this? I'm talking, uh, you spent $50 at the grocery store this week, you had to go again, you spent 20 bucks there, you had to make another quick trip, you spent another $5 at the grocery store, right? And what is, is that like that every month? Is uh, every month different? Or do you, are you normally really good at only going to the grocery store every other week? So about twice a month. And you spend $100 each time. Okay, uh, Using a transaction history can help you kind of add all of that up. You can say in April I spent $100 at the grocery store. In May I spent $175. Um, June was back down to 100, but July everyone loves to barbecue, so I spent $200 on great meat, right? Okay, so you you take that into account, right? You you get an average of what you spent from April to July or uh, January to December. If you can get an average of what you're spending at the grocery store, you can realistically create a budget limit. Okay, the grocery store, you only spend $165 a month. Okay, some months might be more, some months might be less than that, some months might be right on the dot. Okay, but it is an, a realistic amount that you spend at the grocery store. Okay, which means on the months that it might be a little higher, you're going to have to probably sacrifice. Okay, but on the months that's a little bit lower, guess what? You've got some extra money lying around now in your budget that you can put towards your loans, right? But a realistic budget limit for any of your categories should be based on an average amount that you spend month to month, right? Uh, I, at least you need three months history to identify any kind of average, but the more months you add into that average, the more accurate I feel like it'll be, okay? Uh, after having tracked my spending for so long, I've been able to create a one-year history of what I've spent at the grocery store. Okay, and I have an average for that, and and it works really great. Now, like I said, some months are more expensive than others. Some I'm traveling and I hardly spend a dime at the grocery store. Okay, and it so it all eventually averages out. Now you could take the extra money in your budget category and transition it to another category that was probably more expensive than normal. Or you can take that money out and put it right into savings or onto a loan of yours. Or 
you could just let it sit in your checking account. Okay, you're under budget, you're letting it sit there, and you just kind of sit on it, really. And when you have a grocery budget month that is more expensive, you've got a little bit of cash sitting in the bank. So uh, those are just some ideas that you can approach your budget with. Okay, But at the end of the day, I can't stress this enough, you have to track spending. You have to. Okay, and as you track spending, you'll be able to create realistic numbers, averages of how much you spend in these different areas to say, well, I only spend $70 in gas for my car every month, so I don't need to budget $100 for it. Okay, and then that's because you know how much you've spent month to month on average. Right, it helps set more realistic expectations and it allows you to better understand where your money's going and how much extra money you have at the end of the month. Okay, and that extra money should go to your your debt so you can become debt free. Right? Creating a budget is so so important. And this is probably the one step that everybody wants to skip, they don't do, they don't understand how to do for whatever reason because I it really does involve a lot of groundwork, a lot of foundation building to have a budget that works for you. And you have to do some research, you have to do some introspection of yourself, your own spending habits, where you spend money. Uh, are you, do you like cash, do you prefer credit cards? Like, what is that, okay? And, and you have to find a way to track all of that, okay? If you're caught up in the popular uh, 50-20-30 rule by Senator Warren, which is, is great, I think it's a, probably an accurate segmentation of where our money should be going okay 50% towards our needs 30% towards our wants 20% towards savings okay I, th I think that's an accurate separation but you'll never be able to only spend 30% if you're tracking your money okay otherwise you'll overspend and you'll have 5% left over for savings when you should be having I, I think 15 to 20% okay so it's really important to track spending and, and however you decide to budget, whether you use Mint, you use the envelope system, you use Senator Warren's method, it doesn't matter. You have to track spending, okay? Because if you're not tracking spending, your money will disappear. You won't know where it's going. You can't account for it, okay? Because you just randomly just forgot, okay? You forgot that you swung by Starbucks because it's such a habit or you forgot that you had that emergency uh, trip to the grocery store because you didn't buy enough sour cream that, for that night's meal or um, your relatives came into town and you didn't want to make dinner for everyone so you went out to dinner and that wasn't expected and so you spent more at the restaurant okay you you there's things that we don't plan on there's things that we're going to forget and so you need a system to track spending track spending is really really important it's I it's a vital part of a budget you have to do it, okay? So tip number one, create a budget. Find a solution that works for you. And you've, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have already done a lot of research for a budget, which is great. But now's the time to start putting it into action and put into place a system or solution that is tailored to you, to your family, right? 
because um, that's that's what will be uh, the make or break in all of this. Okay, if if you can't do it, if there's a portion of whatever system you're going to do just doesn't work, then you'll never succeed. You'll you're, you'll give up because it it doesn't jive with you. Case in point, I talk about this all the time. I use Mint.com because it integrates with my bank accounts, meaning it downloads transactions, my spending history from my bank accounts, and then I can go in and categorize all of those transactions. If it was dependent on me to remember all of that, I would have failed before I even began, which means all the other budgeting solutions or systems out there would not work for me because I know for a fact if it was dependent on me to keep track of all of that and then to write it down somewhere else and categorize it somewhere else, pff, I'm done. Like I, It's too much. Okay, I can't focus on other things that I deem more important. Right? So that's why I use Mint. And my friend likes to write it down. It's We're all different, but it has to work for you. And for me, I like to cut out a lot of the tedious work and effort because I would just rather focus all my time and energy elsewhere than just budgeting. Okay, budgeting takes a lot. It's hard enough as it is, right? I don't need to uh, um, hate it, right? I, I need to like it enough. I need to uh, support it enough to keep doing it week in and week out, month in and month out, year in and year out. Okay, it's not a one and done thing. Yeah, this will last a while. So uh, hopefully this has helped you think of some ways to budget, things that I do for myself, more importantly, of how I've budgeted and how I've been successful with the budget. Okay, I budget using Mint. That's what I do. And I've created budget limits by figuring out what the average number is that I spend in each of my categories. Okay, and then from there, I've created a budget and then I just fine tune it from there. You know, as things come up or I think of something else that would make it a little bit better, a little more accurate, uh, then I, I do that. But the basic tenant, the basic foundation of all of this is I use Mint and I found out average spending in each of my budget categories to make it work. So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll catch you in the next episode. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. If you want more, we've got more at dreamcrushingdebt.com.